Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker, and I'm a weight loss and life coach. So today's topic is on how other people affect how we think and how we act when it comes specifically to food and our bodies. So I know that uh, the time that I'm recording this, it's spring, well, it's late, early May. (laughs) It's late May. I lose track of the date. Um, But essentially, summer is coming, right? There's kind of like that feeling of... Summer is coming, things are opening up in terms of uh, COVID and all of that, and there's lots of more social events and that kind of thing. So people are just out. So you may be encountering situations in which other people are either noticing how you look or noticing what you're eating or not eating, and you may have thoughts about that. And I want to help you navigate all of these situations so that you will be doing what you want to be doing for the reasons that you feel good about, okay? So I think that, um, especially if you're newer, this is uh, really going to shake things up for you a little bit. It might be a different way of thinking about other people and how it relates to your weight loss journey. So you might consider uh, just making some notes or playing this episode a couple of times to just really get your head around it. Um, and if you have any questions, of course, feel free to contact me. Okay. So let's get started. Now, there may be more, but here are some of the main issues that I have noticed that come up when it comes to other people and us and our bodies and us trying to lose weight. (laughs) Okay, so first is we think that other people don't understand what it's like for us and what we're going through. Okay, so that's the first of three that I'm going to specifically focus on today. The second is that we're really worried about their thoughts about us in terms of our weight. So either we think we're too fat or even we're worried what people might think if we get too thin, right? (laughs) I know some people, I won't name any names, but some family members can sometimes say to us, don't get too thin, right? When really there's not, that's very unlikely. That's very unlikely to happen, okay? Or we are worried about what they're going to think about what we're eating or what we're not eating. And then the third one I want to talk about is when people comment on our weight loss and we have thoughts and feelings about that, or they don't comment on our weight loss and we have thoughts and feelings about that. So let's dive into each of these and unpack them so that we can be aware of how they could be influencing what's possible for us in terms of our goals and how we feel about ourselves, which is ultimately the most important thing, right? So much of this is running under the surface and we take it for granted. Maybe we've never even questioned it before. So that's what I want to do today together. I want you to listen to where this might be happening in your brain so that you can decide if it's something that's really helping you or if it's something that you want to rethink or reconsider. First, we think that our spouses or friends or family members who don't have, quote, food issues don't understand us. So they say things like, it's easy to lose weight, just eat less and work out more. We don't feel understood. We can even feel judged. Like if it's so easy and that's a fact and we can't do it, then that means we're not good enough and we feel inadequate. And for them, maybe it is easy to simply not overeat. So it seems really straightforward to them. 
Just like for us, it's maybe easy not to play video games or not to go to the casino. (laughs) And they haven't yo-yo dieted their whole life and messed up with their metabolism and the relationship with food. So yeah, it could be easy for them. It's like I had a massage yesterday because I'm having some uh, back issues. And my masseuse actually told me that he used to work at a weight loss clinic. And he's like this really buff guy. I don't think he's had any like weight issues or food issues, although you never know. But he was kind of funny. He was like, you know, because I asked him what he did. And he said, oh, he's a personal trainer for um, people who would come to this weight loss clinic. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, it really, there's a lot of psychology to it as if as if like that was news to him, right? Like he hadn't really thought about that before, right? Like he's like, you know, it's not just about um, you know, eating less and, and exercising. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that, right? Big newsflash for him. And I remember a few months ago uh, after COVID hit and we were all working from home and a friend of mine who has never had a complicated relationship with food at all looked at me literally with like deer in the headlights when I told her that, yeah, a lot of my clients and and people in general were having a harder time working from home and being like three feet away from the fridge, working in sweatpants and thinking about food more than ever. So I was kind of shocked that she was shocked, but for her, it wouldn't make a difference, right? If she's just working from home, but she's not she doesn't, she has a very straightforward relationship with food. She's just coming from a completely different reference point, right? So if you experience this at all in your life, whether you're surrounded by people who just don't get you on this particular subject, I'm here to say, you know, (laughs) I understand. So I see you, okay? It's easy is not a fact and making it mean you're not good enough is just not helpful. And I want to emphasize here that they are not making you feel not good enough by making these kind of comments. So we're not blaming them at all. We want to remember that we are by what we're making it mean about ourselves. So I don't recommend that. (laughs) It's not a good strategy. So if you have anyone in your life that is telling you it's easy to lose weight and that's not your experience, you get to have a different opinion. You don't need to try to convince them of anything, just as they probably aren't going to convince you. So don't rely on them to understand you here. They don't need to understand what you're going through. You need to understand what you're going through and validate yourself. Validate your own journey. Validate that it is hard for you and it's okay that it's hard, right? We embrace the hard. (laughs) We can do hard things. Or a lot of you I know have partners who very lovingly say, you know, you're perfect the way you are, you're beautiful, and you don't need to change a thing. Now let's go get dessert. (laughs) This can be a very tricky one to navigate because that's true. And on some level, you know that you're enough already. You don't need to change, but yet you want to change. And as much as we want to release the weight, dessert does sound good. Plus, most of us don't want other people, especially our spouse or friends, to think we're not fun, and so we go along with it. 
we, as you know by now, go to Salt Spring Island a lot. And in the summer, my husband's family loves to buy these fruit popsicles. So I want you to imagine an island off the West Coast. It's luscious and magical with all these old growth trees and ferns and all of that. That's what Salt Spring is like. So I urge you, it's a bit of a tourist spot in the summer, but I urge you to check it out. It's worth it. And everywhere you go, there are little wooden kiosks at the end of people's driveways in which they sell their their goods. Like they sell veggies and fruit and jam and like homemade soap, that kind of thing. And one of these places tucked away in the woods makes fruit popsicles. They sell them in a freezer on their property with an open cash box using an honor system like all the others. And so often in the summertime, this is a go-to. And I have many a times been the not fun one who doesn't eat the popsicles. (laughs) I have tried them and they're delicious, but most of the time I decline. It's very possible people think I'm less fun because of it, but I've decided that's okay. I'm really working on caring less what other people think about me, especially when it comes to food and my weight. And another thing I'll offer here is that you never have to justify it. You never have to tell people you're trying to lose weight or be healthier or anything like that. You can simply say no thank you and that's it. We don't have to make it really complicated. It can be super, super simple. No thank you. I don't want it. (laughs) That's all that you have to say. So that's point number two, worrying about other people, what they think about us, what we're eating or what we're not eating. We care what other people think. That's normal. It's part of being human. And what's helped me is thinking about it in this way. So yes, we care what others think about us, but we get to choose who and how much weight we give their opinion. So I want you to imagine it like tree rings. You're in the center, obviously, and then the next ring is those people who you care most about. So like for me, that would be my husband. So my husband's in that first ring. Whomever you put on that first ring is who you've decided you care most about what they think of you, right? So I choose to put a lot of weight into what my husband thinks about me. And I'm okay with that. I, I, I want to care about that. I care about what he thinks, right? Next out could be maybe your friends, maybe the rest of your family, etc. On the far outer rings are people maybe that are on social media, right? (laughs) Maybe the person who delivers your mail. I mention this because whenever we get a parcel delivered, I find myself noticing (laughs) what state the yard is in as if he's noticing that we didn't weed the flower beds or something. Like this is what I'm talking about. There is so much static about what others think that's often automatic, Like, do I really care what our delivery guy thinks about us? No. Well, a little if I'm honest, but you know, I'm working on that, (laughs) right? We get to decide how much weight we put on the people on those outer rings, but you get the picture here. So when your partner tells you that you look amazing, you get to put a lot of weight in that and believe it. When a former colleague you bump into gives you the elevator stare down, you also get to decide how much you really care about what she thinks. And that's a little shout out to a client who may be listening, who went through that exact experience. (laughs) So is it intense in the moment? Yes, for sure. I'm not discounting that. But when we have this framework, we can use it just to notice when we're giving their opinion more value than we want to be doing. 
Also notice, like in this example, how often we pretend to know what others are thinking about our weight and our food choices. This is called, I think it's called the halo effect, in which we think people are paying much more attention to us than they actually are. It's like when you're dancing. (laughs) I don't know if you ever experienced this, but I know that when I used to go out to the bars and dance, I kind of thought I was the most amazing dancer (laughs) and that everyone was noticing. But guess what? Probably no one was really noticing because they were all thinking about their own dancing. So embarrassing. I'm cringing a little just telling you that, but there it is. Okay, so where are we? Let's talk about how what other people say can make us act a little crazy. (laughs) So this story I'm going to tell you now is from a conversation I just had yesterday in which this person, not a client, but they will remain anonymous, (laughs) went to a baby shower in her honor. So this was like a post baby shower because she had the baby a few months ago. I don't know. Is that a thing now? Like, are we doing two baby showers? I guess so. (laughs) Clearly out of the loop. So she told me about how, whether it was in her head or not, she really felt like these other women were staring at her post baby body, like really kind of checking her out. Right. And I don't know, maybe if you've had a baby, you kind of get this. I don't even think you've had to have a baby to have this experience. And I don't think it was all in her head based on the comments they were making, which I'm going to share with you. But first, I want to take a little sidebar here and agree as women, for the sake of womankind, to err on the side of not examining each other's bodies. I know it's hard. (laughs) I know we all probably are in the habit, especially if you're super conscious of your own body and your body size right now. We look, we assess, we make judgments, we notice, we compare, maybe even to we wonder what she eats or how much she works out. I'm not saying ignore or pretend like you don't see other people's bodies. I don't really know what I'm saying, (laughs) but I think that we can agree that we know when we are being visually evaluated and we know when we are doing it to other women. And I just want to propose that we, those of us who are listening to this right now, let's just like make a pact. We notice when we were doing it and it may be subtle. We may not be those who do that full on elevator up and down checkout, but when we're subtly checking out other women's bodies that we just catch ourselves doing it, right? So we just notice we are doing it and we redirect. So instead, let's focus on seeing the person, really taking in that person in the moment, appreciating all that we know about them, even if it's just their name and the twinkle in their eye, (laughs) like we just met them, rather than focusing so much on their body and on their shape. So this is a bit of a idealist moment that I'm having (laughs) right now, but I just imagine a world in which women particularly don't check out or evaluate each other's bodies. And I really like how that world feels. So I want you to, I want to invite you to live in that world and I hope that you will help me create it. Okay. Soapbox over. So back to the person at the baby shower. So her friends had bought her these fancy, expensive cupcakes and were encouraging her to have one. And this person, although she likes sweets and she eats them, but she sincerely didn't want one, right? We've all experienced food pushers, right? They were saying things like, you know, you just had a baby, you can afford it. 
Isn't that such an interesting use of language around food? That's probably a full podcast episode right there. As if there are times when we have the right or luxury to eat cupcakes. The implication being that there are also times or circumstances in which we can't afford it, that it's not okay. Again, so much right or wrong, good and bad ideology around food and eating. As if food and body mass have inherent morality and they don't. And so what do you think this person did? Who, by the way, is not trying to lose weight at all. She simply didn't legitimately didn't want the cupcake. So she said no, but then she felt pressure. She felt like all the eyes were on her and she felt really guilty about saying no. So she felt the need to make excuses and explain herself. And we can all relate to this, right? We feel uncomfortable. We want to people please. So she said, well, I'll take two and take them home for later. I mean, I eat dessert every day. That's what she told them. (laughs) And then she told me it was like an out-of-body experience. Immediately, she saw what she was doing. And she was like, why am I telling them that? That's not even true, right? But we so often feel the need to justify turning down food. We feel the need to justify our food decisions and even our weight. So I remember way back when I was working as a cashier at IGA, (laughs) shout out, (laughs) teenager jobs, And we wore these hideous uniforms, like green polyester pants with green polyester vests. (laughs) And I lost, I don't know, I wasn't weighing myself, but let's say like 10, 15 pounds or so. And people I worked with started commenting about my weight loss and I felt so uncomfortable. So I denied it. I'd tell them, no, no, I just got a new uniform. Like I just got (laughs) I just got new polyester pants. And I know I'm not the only one doing this because my clients tell me the same thing. Just as they feel uncomfortable being in bigger bodies, they feel just as uncomfortable when others notice their weight loss and make comments. When I ask them why, they'll say that they don't want to stand out. They don't like the attention and they don't want to be different than anyone else. I think this may be human nature and it goes back to our core need to belong. And we want more than anything to be accepted, even at the cost of what we truly want for ourselves. So the challenge here is to own your truth, the truth of your body, exactly how it is today, and the truth of your food choices without apology. Your truth and who you know yourself to be may not be pleasing to others. You may disappoint people in service of your dreams, in service of living in your truth, in service of just being the fullest expression of yourself. The opportunity here is to decide you are willing to feel the discomfort of that. It's totally your call. I'm not here to preach to you that you should or shouldn't act a certain way. My hope is that we can just unpack it all, lay it all out, and then choose consciously how we want to show up in our lives. Like, who would I have been if when back at IGA, that person or people commented on my weight loss and I just said, yeah, you know what? I have, and I feel great. Thanks for noticing. Probably someone who was maybe a lot more confident than I was feeling, right? Right? Maybe someone who accepted and celebrated herself. It's just worth thinking about. So where are you currently afraid to be seen? What would it be like if you weren't afraid to be seen? And some of you may relate to that. You don't want the extra attention. You don't want people to notice or comment on your weight at all. It's kind of like we want to show up 
in our dream body one day and just hope that everyone has had amnesia and believes we've just always been this way, <laughs> right? They don't, they don't know any differently. We're worried that if if they are noticing, it means they are thinking about our weight. And if we feel any shame around our bodies or our weight, that makes us feel very uncomfortable. We think they are doing it wrong that they shouldn't comment. So you might have thoughts of like, oh, they're so rude. Like, why are they even bringing this up? That's what I would think. It's like, it's none of their business, right? Why are they even commenting on my body? But it's so funny because I have other clients who are like, I've lost 15 pounds and no one said a darn thing. (laughs) What they're looking for is validation, validation of their hard work and validation that their body looks better than it did before. So same thing. We think they're doing it wrong. They should comment. So what does this tell us? Whether people comment or not is neutral. It's what we think and what we make it mean that determines whether it feels good, neutral, or in my case, terrible. (laughs) Your reaction will likely be automatic, especially if you haven't given this any thought ahead of time, which I encourage you to do. Spend some time in your future body and think about how others might respond to you and how you're going to handle it, what you're going to think about it, maybe even what you're going to say. It's okay if it's automatic and it triggers a feeling. We know how to process feelings. And if you don't, you can check out my last episode uh, for an idea or a method on how to do that. We can process those feelings and then see that it's really how we're thinking about it. They don't know that we are in the camp who doesn't want them to comment. They don't know that maybe we actually do want them to comment and are disappointed when they don't. They are just going to comment or not, and we have zero control over that. So what we can do is either tell them what we want, (laughs) tell them what we want them to do, or simply manage how we think about it. All right, so that's what I have for you. I hope that it might help you think about things differently in terms of what other people are noticing or how that's influencing your behavior. And just hopefully, um, just maybe even give you permission to just own your experience when it comes to how you want to relate to your body and also what foods you want to eat or you don't want to eat and just own that for yourself. Okay. So I hope that was helpful and I will talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye.